Who wants, tell you, who wants a pot of coffee? I just made coffee. You want a cup of coffee? Sure, there you go. Who wants coffee? Anybody else want coffee? Who wants coffee? And now, it's time for the man with the caffeine. The new tropics for the brain. It's Coffee with Mike. Hang in, hang tight, grab your cup, and let's get this thing started. Hey guys, welcome back to Java Chat. We got another wonderful guest with us here today by the name of Chanel Winslow. And she was a referral by another guest that we've had on the show by the name of Dave Shar. If you guys remember that, that interview, we had a blast and Dave said, hey, you got to talk to my friend Chanel. And I was like, cool, send her over. Who is it? You know, and we connected on, connected on LinkedIn, had a couple of short conversations. I said, oh yeah, we need to have you on Java Chat. This is good. So, so thanks so much for joining us. Really appreciate you coming in hanging out for our Java chat. Thank you for having me. Mm. Chanel, you're, you're kind of in the same realm as Dave, correct? I mean, there's, yeah. there's some slight nuanced differences in what you guys do, but you're, you're definitely in the realm of leadership and organizational change. And That's right. Hot. Okay. Give us some background about who Chanel Winslow is. Who are you? What do you do? So I am a practicing IO psychology practitioner. Um, okay. Now we just had this discussion previously that <laughs> IO is not what I think it is. So you might want right. to dig into that. <laughs> so in that, and it's funny, I actually fell into the IO world um, just through a happenstance, right? But really? IO is for the basic, yeah, just from the basic groundwork of what IO is, it's the study of human behavior at work. Right. So ah, what we do okay. is we use data-driven methods and this is through survey panels. We just collect data and we feed it into different points that impact people, uh -huh. i.e. talent development systems, yeah, 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 yeah. election sure. practices, culture, engagement, uh -huh. OD, OD uh -huh. organizational design. But our fundamental is, is basically around the data. And, and, and you're not alone. Not too, not too many people you're, you're, know. You're an, you're, an analytic, you're an analytical, aren't you? A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I have to be. <laughs> I'm sitting here, I'm going, data, 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 data. It's, <laughs> it's fantastic. It's actually, I didn't even realize I love data. You know, I'm going to, you know. Yeah, let, little, little dig, dig into that for a second. How, I mean, how did that, you just, all of a sudden, it's just like, hmm. <laughs> well, you know, you know, you don't wake up and you go, I, I love data. You know, some yeah. people do, but that just wasn't the way that I feel about this whole thing. You know, I realized that I could leverage data uh -huh. um, to tell a story. So one of the things that people don't know about me is I'm very, I'm ultra shy. Nice. Like, no. And I'm like, no, I am ultra shy. Yeah, the way this has um, started, you aren't shy. That's a, that's a, that's a bold-faced one. I promise <laughs> you. So, so but I, I am shy. And, and what I learned is that, you know, it was very difficult for me to get up in front of people and say, because I said so. And I want to do this because I said so, right? Or we should do this because I said so. And I think that's a real kind of ego way to approach things. Anyway. Memories of the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. So yeah. I got this, this, this thing and I was just like, what is this IO thing, right? And, and it's right. a hat to um, the program director, Juliet Aiken, Dr. Juliet Aiken at uh, University of Maryland. And she was like, you're going to love data by the time you're done with this program. <laughs> I'm like, I don't. I don't know. I'm just not feeding. I'm not feeling the statistics doc. feel and data and doc, all of that. Not doc, doc. Sorry. It doesn't, it doesn't. It wasn't for me, right? I'm like, I like people, you know. So, so. says the shy woman in the corner. Yes. I, I, I don't do that. <laughs> 
I warned you. So, I warned you before we started. <laughs> I, I love it. And so she showed me that data, you know, we can use to tell that story, right? That, and we can use that, that data to be able, whether it's qualitative or quantitative data. Right, right, right. You know, when you're able to go back to it, people go, all right, all right, let's, what's this thing you're talking about again? Yeah. I'm like, ah, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, and that that actually makes sense. I mean, in marketing, which you know we have a marketing agency, everything's about analytics. Who's responding to what message? Okay. How are they responding to it? How are we able to get a better result? Blah blah blah. So when you're looking at that from that perspective, yeah. how is it that you take your because you're a consultant too, correct? Yep. Yeah. So how do you take that approach to an organization when you're looking at designing or redesigning? Actually, I would think at the point of your arrival redesigning a structure around that data what are the things that you're looking for what are do you guys use kpis like we do or do you guys have different indicators what do you guys do well we do use kpis and a lot of them but Mm -hmm. but first we need to kind of start with what are you trying to solve for right like it's been so many times that people kind of jump into a situation whether it's from greenfield approach or whether it's from a yeah, we just need to make this better. And it's like, yeah. okay, so, so let's, 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 let's dig into this constructive better. <laughs> I, I love people like that. We just need to make this better. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, and in my, and I, and although I'm a consultant, I also work at Fannie Mae and yeah, people. Oh, you got some insights. Holy cow. Yes. I, well, yeah, but I can share. No, no, no. But, but I mean, I do you, you get, you get, you get um, to see some of the, the, the real workings of what's going on with, with, Jeez, with the economy at this point. Yes. I mean, if you're doing that, yes. that's pretty powerful. It's very critical. And within um, Fannie Mae, I actually work within a design organization. So a few years ago, what we did is decided to build out a design team of service designers, product designers, and really try to get to our customer, what they needed, you know, how can we develop products for them, mm-hmm. not just what we think mm-hmm. they should have. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's funny because being in that entire design world has took me back to, you know, the why, you know, Simon Sinek, a long time sure. ago, why, sure. why, Always. but w- really when you are providing, putting a, something in the center saying, whether it's the customer, you know, whether it's the, whatever stakeholder or yourself right. and you design around that, I mean, it, it's, it's amazing. It truly when, is amazing. And when, you merge that with data. I, I'm sure it, it creates a, a lot better. And you're talking about product design. When you're talking about product design, what kinds of products as an example are you talking about like so we do we can do external products but from my standpoint the design team is my customer right so i'm doing everything from a standpoint of building out trainings learnings or guides to help them with their trainings and learnings i'm building out um, a way of us being able to look at a selection system and comprehensively bring all the data around the hiring managers and what they think about people to make a data-driven decision to eliminate some of those biases. I'm talking about using data to identify, you know, what is that critical talent? You know, what, what does that role look like? Not necessarily the person, but what are the roles that we're gonna need for our future state? Um, and what are some of those skills that we're going to need? And how can we use those skills to develop the, folk, develop the folks that are on the team to get there? So that we're not, you know, looking at things, hindsight's 2020, yeah. and saying, oh gosh, we gotta go out here, bye, 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 because we don't have the skills in house, right? Mm-hmm. And I do that with Fannie, but then I also do that with other organizations as well, sure. Michael, to, to be able to get them to a place where they're able to say, okay, we feel comfortable looking at two, three years from now that we have a plan in place um, to be able to develop our talent um, and get them there so that we're not, we're not thinking reactively. So you're doing, 
<clears throat> you're doing proactive pre-planning. That's right. Pre-programming. That's right. While, while fixing what may already be in the works, if it needs mm -hmm. fixing, of course, you don't, we all know the rest of that story. But if, if you're looking at it, and this is, I'm assuming a lot of this is around the HR portion of things. Absolutely. Okay. Yep. Mm -hmm. So when you're looking at data from the standpoint of a hiring manager looking for new skills, there then comes the personality portion of it. Yeah. How do you fit that in when you have personality types that are socially awkward? Yeah. Personality types that can be the, the type A's that, mm -hmm. you know, are performers. They can be performers, but they can be absolute type A's. How do you fit that into, you know, the organization's design when you, you, nothing's a hundred percent. No. It's, let's be honest. That's right. That's right. But how do you, how do you design using that data? I mean, it, it, it talks about telling a story. Yeah. We do that all the time. You know, it's, it's, the market is doing this at present. You know, one of the biggest things that I see in a lot of marketing um, departments is that if it's not somebody's specific idea, it never gets used. Well, that's a block. And that could become a problem because true expert marketers are not expert marketers. By the way, there's no such thing as that. It's, they're expert testers and they're experienced marketers. But when you have somebody in an organization that may be that block, how do you plan for that in the future so that that doesn't become an issue is how do you how do you look at that what it's kind of like a problem resolution thing in my head is that is that about right yeah it is it is actually and the thing is is that you gotta take it up you gotta take it a step up because now what you're understanding is it's not even a hiring issue it's not even no. a skills issue um it's a leadership and a hiring manager issue right and so you need to take a look at that leader because as you know i mean yeah. and as your listeners know a leader and a people manager completely different Completely They're very different. different, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and so you have to tackle those two specific issues or 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 types to to be able to kind of deal with the fact that once you get down to a hiring, you're dealing with a person who they ah socially awkward, it's not a good fit, can't do anything without even looking at their resume yeah. or diving into their experiences or their background. Yeah, you might have lost <laughs> the one puzzle piece in there. How do you yeah, so please, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, you're, you're, you're fine. You're, you're absolutely fine because I think you're, you're spot on. I, I think, again, it's, it's developing that leader to understand that diversity is required, Yeah. right? It, it's, it just it's is. being in an organization where it's like you, you really do have to put your quote-unquote ego aside. And when I speak of ego, I'm speak, speaking of, you know, having people in the room that looks like you, talk like you, mm -hmm. um, speak like you, think like you. you have the to term is called with, echo chamber. Echo, right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. You, 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 and, just and, and just you had to throw to, that one in there. <laughs> yes, because you, you have to feel comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, of having people and looking for people that's going to challenge thought. And with you, if you don't start there, Michael, if you don't, you don't, you don't start there, then you're, you're going to run into those issues where it's going to permeate throughout the entire system. I would, uh, I would fear know. having a company full of HR thinking people. Me, me and you both yeah no and and it's <laughs> not no, let me not let me let me qualify that yes i want my hr department thinking the way they do but when it comes to being someone who is a leader in that department mm -hmm. understanding that the rest of their hr department shouldn't necessarily all think alike their yeah. goals should be the same 
Yeah. But if they all think alike, you're going to have a company that, that thinks alike. That's not yeah. necessarily a good thing. <laughs> That's no. not necessarily it's a good fact, thing. Matter of fact, it's, it's, it's a recipe for disaster, right? And I'm, I'm going to take it a step further, right? I don't even want my HR people to all think alike, right? Because then we're never in a, in a, in a state of um, continuous improvement and innovation and thinking outside the box, right? I think that what makes, you know, I, I, love, I, I love my background. I love my experiences. I love, you know, how I've gotten to HR and how I, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I am sitting here in front mm-hmm. of you was because I'm not a traditional um, HR practitioner. I didn't come from that background. I'm actually classically trained in project management, software development, you know, business analysis, all of that, right? And I, and I would sit in the business. Yeah. And, you know, I would, I would sit there and work with my stakeholders on these programs, projects, or I would, I would be a subject matter expert. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I remember I had this job. A lot of you not. I had this job and I had promised my um, undergraduate accounting professor. I said, if uh-huh. you, forgive me, if you pass me, <laughs> I promise you, I would never get a job in accounting. Never. <laughs> Give me a strong C minus, just a strong C minus, right? And a lot of you, not one of my first jobs coming out of of college was a reconciliation accountant. And I was like, oh, gosh. You cursed yourself. See what you did? I was horrible (laughs) at that job. Um, But what that that got me to to realize was the fact that I got a lesson. Never minimize a person's role. Mm -hmm. What they bring to the table, their skill set. And don't be a leader that believes that you can just do it. Right? Because oh my gosh, you're, you, there's a you are lot. now you are now talking to the entrepreneurs that have to wear a million hats. Yes. Let's 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 be clear on that one because and I've done it myself. In fact, only as of late, we we recently incorporated this year. I have two partners now, mm-hmm. both of which can do stuff that I couldn't even begin thinking mm-hmm. of doing. One is an expert in search engine optimization. The other one's an expert in automation and, and programming new systems and tools. Yeah. Yeah. And we and we got an assistant to him, and we got six interns. Yeah, and yeah. all of them with different perspectives. Absolutely. And I look at that, and I'm like, Yeah, there's no way in hell I could have done all of this by myself. <laughs> right. right. I tried. I tried for five years, and I looked at it, and I was like, I got by. I did okay, I did, but yeah. there's no way to scale at that point. There's no way That's to grow hard. anything beyond that. That part. That part and that whether you're an entrepreneur or the the term they're slinging around of being an intrapreneur, yeah. right? And and doing that work within an organization. Who came up with that, by the way? I mean, yeah, I get I it, but it's like a ter- Everything needs a term these days. Is, is it? Is it are we rom- are we romanticizing things now? Absolutely. <laughs> it's the renaissance of entrepreneurship. I'm telling you, some, someone was like, hmm, what "Yeah, they they were they were doing this like I do." <laughs> <laughs> For those of you that can't see it, I'm just stroking my beard in thoughtfulness. But yeah, when you're trying to, when you're building an organization and ain't no way in the world you're going to be able to do everything, all things, and be all things to everyone no. um, for a sustainable amount Not of time, you'll get by. Yeah. But, but you will, you will burn. Yeah. Well, I'm, and the, even with all of the, the automated systems that are available yes. to you now, there's still a limit because it's just your brain. That's right. If, That's if right. you don't, if you don't allow for other viewpoints and it's you know this is why they say get coaches get consultants etc etc yeah. you have to have other people looking from outside of the storm to see what you're up to or right. you yourself can improve so like i've heard that even hr people have hr coaches which is freaking awesome in my mind that's like i had never thought of that before mm-hmm. and yet 
here's like yourself, like Dave, you guys come in from the outside and you go, oh, well, here's what we see. And all of a sudden they just, their jaws drop and they go, I never thought of that. I mean, and because and, and you're in it. Yeah. It's so difficult to take a step back and, and go, wait a minute, how do we do this a little differently when you're in it day in and day out? And that's the, that's the critical importance of it, right? As, especially in, a, in an organization as large as Fannie Mae. Yeah. I mean, any, yeah. any and, and, you know, I'm in Vegas, gaming companies here, their HR departments are insanely large mm-hmm. just because of the amount of people that they have to service. I mean, the, what is it, stations, I think, they employ thousands of people, thousands. And they're on multiple properties. Well, right now, they're not as many thousands as before because obviously everything's going on. But still, their HR departments, like just here at Green Valley Ranch, I know they got like six people in there mm-hmm. to manage mm-hmm. 2,000. And, and so, and that's the struggle, right? It, it's, it's hiring the talent, but, but, but you hire based off of the value that's seen, mm-hmm. right? And the value that you bring, right? Mm-hmm. We, we, hope. we hope. That's how you're supposed <laughs> we, to. See, I'm we hope. my consultant. Hey. You know, I'm like, wait, wait a minute. You know? Because <laughs> so, there's always that, you know, hmm, are we sure we, that one? <laughs> but, but I'll be honest with you. Like, you know, it's, it's crazy because HR has been in a shift for some time now, for a very long time. It's, I'm not saying benefits, payroll, you know, the traditional HR is not important because it is critical. Yeah. Um, we have to also take into consideration that, you know, we can no longer be as HR professionals five degrees separated from the business needs. Which especially is how it, that, that, and that's traditional. And that's traditional. that's traditional. Yeah. You know, outside looking in, especially if we're like, we need to align our, you know, people and culture or human capital, you know, mm-hmm. that's a bad word now, um, strategy with business strategy right? Your talent strategy with business strategy, right? You, 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 can't, you can't do that at the same time un, un, unless you're sitting at the table. And that's one of the things that I've had the pleasure to do was be in the business, right? doing all of these functions, not the benefits, not the payroll, but right. really sitting down and understanding the culture, measuring the culture, understanding the engagement, talking to the people, sitting there and problem solving with leaders, to be able to say in the moment versus these big bang changes that we're trying to do, you know, how can we make these incremental changes to really uh, move the needle on engagement? Um, how do we make these incremental changes, whether that's org design, you know, whether that's, you know, the, the quote unquote fluffy stuff, the culture activities, or, you know, whether it's getting, making sure leaders have the information they need from a talent perspective in their hands to make those decisions at that time. When you um, look, when you're looking at those incremental pieces, cause I'm, I'm a big believer that it's always the little stuff that eventually bigs up to the builds out to the big stuff. When you're talking about growth, mm-hmm. when you're talking about scale, it, it changes in the, in the business mind. That's a different story. But when you're right. looking at creating those little incremental changes, e- even including the cultural aspects of things, how do you, I mean, what, what, what are you looking at? I mean, what, just a little technical, not too much, but what KPIs are you looking at to make those decisions? What is it that is going to help you as a consultant say, this is one, this is one, this is one. Yeah. So I'm tapping into my project management. Go for it. So first I'm looking at, let's make sure that we have the right strategy in place. Let's make sure that we have those goals that ladder up to that strategy, right? Let's make sure that people understand it. Because I, I've, I've walked into organizations and they've been like, I'm like, so what, is, what, what are the goals? I don't know. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's that's weird. actually probably a lot more common than most people think. Yes, it is. And, it is. and when it you is have that, and when you but, have that, when you have that big degree of separation between sea level, even between sea yeah. level and and senior level. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's that. Oh, everything's okay. Actually, no, it's not. And the guys down here are like, well, we have no idea what the hell's going on. So. Right. We're just here. Yeah. That's that's the problem. But then, but then going back to your your original question of what KPIs I'm looking at, I'm like, okay, what is the services that you saw? What, what why are you here? What is right. your function? Right. Because it's, your KPIs are going to be very different if you're servicing someone versus actually, you know, bringing information in or bringing product in or increasing customer base. Right. 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 So, so for the organizations that I work with, it's a lot of shared services. Yeah. So my, my, one of my biggest things is time to value, right? Like how long is it taking us to get something in the hands that our stakeholders can use? Right. Right. You know, what are some of those challenges that we're facing? You know, and you, you build that back and you're like, okay, so how much time or how much capacity do we have allotted to the high impact area? Do we know what our high impact areas are? Most we, likely no. Most likely no, right? Because yeah. people don't really really understand, engage the concept of prioritization because it's thrown around and they're like, anybody can do it. This, this is all they're doing. They're grinding. Exactly. Exactly. Because you have a lot of, you have a lot of, I was infighting is such a strong word. I don't want to use that word. But however, however, it does happen. It happens all the time. It, nobody likes to call it infighting, but it, it's no one. let's 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 look at it for let's look at it for what it is. Yeah. Everybody's vying for a, for a higher position. Everybody's you know, it, listen. I'm I was psychologically unemployable when I was in my 30s because of what I found out from my friends. People were threatened by my intelligence. Yeah, I'm yeah. just some I'm just a local kid from the islands. I have no idea how anybody could be threatened by me, but yeah. I've lost positions because of that. Yeah. And I thought about it, and I was like. You know, people would stop worrying about that kind of stuff. The kind of person I am, if I move up, you better be moving up too. In other words, I'm trying to make you look good. I'm trying to make you get to your next level by supporting yeah, you. Yeah, you're talking. I think, I think you and I, we're siblings. Yeah, but, uh, but, but that's, that's the same page. See, I, right. there's too often that people, and, you, and you, you spoke about it earlier, when ego gets in the way, things go sideways easily mm-hmm. because people then no longer care about what are the objectives, what are the goals, what are the things that will matter for the organization they're just thinking about self-preservation that's right people miss too often and and again this is going to sound blanket it's not you, you there's there's plenty of people call them unicorns i'm sorry we're not all unicorns there's a whole bunch of us to think this way that's right it's it's it, it's just every once in a while people get i guess fearful yeah. of what oh, of what may fear. happen it's fear yeah and and it's an unfounded fear. It's an un, I mean, honestly, if, you, if you're in a position of leadership, you're supposed to be out charging the gate. Mm-hmm. I have, I have some friends that are wonderful CEOs mm-hmm. and they, they have no problem getting their hands dirty. They just have to make sure that they don't get caught up in the midst of getting their hands dirty. And it does happen so that they don't forget that they're supposed to be out leading, not just charging. But right. the, I think if, if we were to look at, <clears throat> a little more often, <clears throat> a little more often, some of, and that's a hard one to catch too, because you don't see it until it actually shows itself. Because I remember the, the two times that it happened to me, I had no clue. Mm-mm. And neither did HR. Mm-mm. In one case, it was HR that was trying to get me out. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, what did I do? 
well, what didn't I do? Can somebody help me out here? And that help well, never came. But then there's also little <clears> micro-resources, <throat> right? That we, you know, choose not to see or we kind of brush off or, you know, we're like- I bet there were flags. I bet there yeah, were flags. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, definitely. And, or, you know, we're like, and I'm, this is me. I'm, I'm 100%. What can I do to improve myself? Right. What? Let me take this feedback because everyone says feedback is a gift. I, yep. we, can, we, can, we can argue. Um, <laughs> you know, I could, I could I eat like the feedback. feedback I'll, but I'll I chew. don't like that feedback. <laughs> I'll chew it. No, I'll chew the feedback, but that doesn't necessarily mean I'll swallow it. Right. Because I'm, I'm, I'm chewing it and I'm like, and that's, that's your this, issue, not mine. This, right? this chew tobacco. I don't like this. <laughs> I have had to do it, but some of my, some of my, <clears throat> my, my best, feedback that has shifted the course of my career came from people that were intimidated. Yeah. Um, and, and again, not from this little, but true, honest, trying to get me out. Yep. And I'm like, what did I do? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, because it forced me to see within myself, but, but, but back to your, your point, it, it's all about fear. And that's the struggle that I come into when I'm dealing with kind of like coaching and development. Right. I have therapists that are <laughs> in my, Oh my goodness. Because you start seeing things from people's past, right? You start seeing issues that are unresolved, that yep. manifest and, and, and roll into the, the, the corporate environment. Mm -hmm. And I'm not, I'm not trained in that, right? But my job in this space is to develop that trust, develop a, a way of having the open conversations, to ask those questions. And then I lean in a little differently, to be sure. honest with you. Sure. I'm, I'm that person that says, all right, I'm going to ask you this question, but I'm, I'm going to tell you this. This is what I'm seeing. <laughs> I'm seeing this because sometimes, I've, like I had one client and she was like, I was asking questions. And she was like, Chanel, can you just, can you just tell me? Like, just, just tell me. <laughs> and no. so I a few more questions. <laughs> Let me see. Let me let me ask about this a little. Let me bit. ask about this this thing you want me to tell you, <laughs> right? <laughs> so. It's it's interesting. Years ago, I did a, a when Zappos used to be out here in Green Valley. I did the tour of their their customer service building, and they actually had an office specifically for a life coach. Mm, yes. In their office, yes. and I thought about that, and I was like, that's pretty damn ingenious if you think about yes. it. Because if somebody's going through some stuff, yes. Are they really going to be that effective as a customer service yeah. agent? Correct. Probably right. not. But Probably if you give not. them somebody to talk to and they're looking forward to coming to work and they've, they've still got a very high satisfaction rating at Zappos. Yeah. And I, yeah. I, I don't know if they still have that position, but I, I, cause they're always innovating and changing and stuff, right. but I thought it was pretty damn genius. It's, it's brilliant. You know, coaching is not for just the leadership. No, you know, it's for everybody. Um, it's for everyone. It's from everyone. And, uh, you know, it's, it's crazy to me that... Um, Therapists as well. Let's, let's, let's be clear. There's both types because, yeah, you got to have Absolutely. both. Yeah. You can't, yes, exactly. And so I know that from a standpoint of organizations that I've worked with, they've mm. tried to bring in like the coaching model of management, you know, and bring in that coaching and feedback. And I'm like, you're going to fail. Yeah. Don't yeah. have the right people. Yeah. Yeah. In you gotta, a place because it's a different skill set. It is, and and it's, it's a, a different and it's a different, different purpose. Set. You can't. I mean, you can't just throw a coach in the middle of everything and go, ah, oh, this ought to work. Yeah, this is great. This is and, great. And don't and get I, me wrong; it can get super elaborate. 
but it's yeah. essentially still throwing a coach in the middle of everything and going, yeah, that ought to work. You're still doing that. And it, and you're like, okay, unless you have the right people in place, let's, let's take, a, let's take a, a, a huge step back. Let's sure. make sure the person that's managing people actually want to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, because <laughs> we have a lot of people out there that, that, that have a career trajectory and they do not want to manage people. But that's yeah. the only thing available to them, right? Yeah. So yeah. you throwing over on these complex coaching and people's feelings <laughs> they're like i just i i, I literally just want to find the corporate ladder yeah you know, you know that that can be more harm than, than good interestingly enough the more, i think and this is just a personal opinion i think the biggest one that that shows up in is anybody in sales mm. moving into sales management if you've got a super producer that moves into a managerial position yes mm, i'll say seven times out of ten that's not a good move no they're just better no. at making money and that's okay if that's, that's, okay. if that's what they're good at, then that's what they should do. Don't force and, them up the ladder. And allow that track. Yeah. Allow that track. Like versus trying to have this one people minute, allow that track so people can still feel as though they are moving up in your organization because people don't want to stay steady, you know, no, unless no. they, it, it's part of their core or part of their, uh, you know, goals in life. You know, I had one person that used to work for me and I would say, all right, because I always manage my motivational factors, right? Right. Sure. I'm, I'm trying to get as individualized as I possibly can to be able to, you know, make them happy mm -hmm. as well as, you know, get, 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 a, get a certain product. So I talked to her and I was like, so what do you want to do? Come on, come on, let's see, let's talk, let's talk. And she's like, at the end of the day, she's now I'm sunsetting in my career. So <laughs> all that's cute. Don't play with my money and put me on interesting work. I don't need a promotion. I don't need this. I don't need that. I was like, okay. So I was able to manage to her individualize, you know, specifications and what she was looking to accomplish in her career, right? And so we still need to have that level, going back to the sales example, we still mm. need to have that level, but mm. not forcing people to say, all right, you either stay where you are or you need to manage a bunch of people. Right. Oh, and also produce. Yeah. So have fun. Yeah. And that's, and that's a lot of times what happens in the sales, in the sales cycle, and even the marketing cycle in some cases where you have people that are like, well, you're very creative. You're very good at creating this. Yeah. We need you to move over into content creation. Yeah. I'm just like, I don't know anything about content creation. I really don't mm -hmm. want to manage that. It's like, oh, it'll be great <laughs> learning experience. It's great for you to expand your horizons. Blah, 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 blah. And, it's, and it's like, yeah, right. It's like, and not only that, but it's like, sure, that's really the best move. You're moving somebody out of, mind you, Getting out of your comfort zone is not a bad thing, but right. what uncomfort zone are you putting this person into? Correct. And is it really going to cause them to grow or, you know, do you have any other options? What Stuff to think about. Hey, um, we're going to take a quick pause. And sure. when we come back, I want to talk a little bit more about the motivational factors and fun stuff that, that this is all going through. Little mo uh, a little moment for our sponsors. I, I, have a, I, I have a guest coming soon who's got, this, got me on this new um, – I usually drink coffee. This morning I decided to try this new supplement and he's going to be on the podcast later. So I'm still getting used to it. Normally coffee just has me speaking normally. Boy, that was redundant. And today I'm just kind of like, I'm on, I'm on wired for some reason. But anyway, I'm going to take a short pause. We'll be back. Uh, pause for the cause as they call it. We'll be back right after this. And we're back here at Java Chat with Chanel Winslow, who is an IO. Oh, I'm going to blow it. I already know it. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't mean to rhyme that, but I absolutely not. I O informed coach, 
and development <laughs> project manager. Huh. I see. I told you I would. I O psychology practitioner. I O psychology practitioner. Yeah, my psychology. Industrial and organizational. Yeah. I, I don't think I actually said that earlier. Industrial I've, and organizational. Well, well, now, now you did, and I still feel dumb. Anyway, it's we, <laughs> we. You mentioned something a little earlier. I told you, just a country kid. You mentioned earlier about motivational factors, and mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think a lot of people may misunderstand sometimes. Mm-hmm. what those can be so i'm gonna go basic and like start with your motivational factors like what gets you up in the morning what do you start with because i and and the reason i'm doing this is because i want people to understand i don't care where you are in life i don't care what you're doing in life the beginning of the day i think everybody has the same intent is to get their butts up and do something worthwhile yeah. exactly. so what made it what, what's what's your motivational factor in the morning um doing something that's going to contribute to my legacy, my legacy for, for my kids' sake. Nice. Um, I, have, I have three kids. I, 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 I say I have three kids. I have three kids, and then I have, like, what I call a bonus baby. He's just <laughs> – I, I, I love him to death. He's my son's best friend. I, Perfect. You know, he's, he's my kid. So, <laughs> we, Hawaiians do that all the time. Trust me. It's, it's all family, right? It and is. So it is. I think um, coming from a lineage of strong women, you know, in all their – in their own respect, it made me want to, of course, always be better, be better, and provide more for my for my children and, sure. my, and my legacy. Sure. Not necessarily self-serving. I think there's a place for ego, you know, but it's it's more so. What can I do um, today to make my children proud of me? What can I do to you know have my name be associated with good and contributing value to the to society? And it that's what gets me going that's at the end of it, that's what gets me going it's interesting you mentioned pride in self and that it's ego has a place yes i think there's a difference between just using the right the, just using two different articles pride in self versus pride of self yeah where one is taking pride in what you've accomplished and being able to utilize that for good versus being pride of accomplishments mm-hmm. where you're showing it off. Yes. I think that's exactly. a difference. That's just a personal I mean, opinion, but it is, it is. And, and you can get so wrapped up in the latter. Yeah. Um, it's, it's know, very easy to do. It's, it's a, it's a punch easy. drunk situation. If you it ask is. me, <laughs> it's a punch <laughs> drunk situation. Look what I it, did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And good it's, for it's, you. It's, you're like, you're great. That's awesome. Wonderful. Yeah. Let's talk yeah. about here's, here's your recognition. What's next? <laughs> and, but, but I will say it's a struggle a little bit because of the fact that, you know, being a woman and, you know, being in these organizations, you gotta, you gotta promote yourself. Right. You do. And, but again, that's, that's, it's, but, that's but not that, pride. That's not pride of self. That's just, that's just basically you're proving what you've done. Yes. You're still pride in self because you yourself know I did this for the better. Correct. But yeah. I'm telling exactly but but just to, you know, plus one your point, it could be a it's just very slippery slope. It's it can be a punch drunk. It, it can be very easily a punch drunk deal. I mean, when I yeah. when when we're talking to people who could become potential clients, mm-hmm. it becomes it becomes a pretty familiar story over and over, you know, well, what have you guys done? And it's a proving ground. Mm-hmm. when it becomes a proving ground that it was me that did it mm-hmm. that's a slippery slope 
Mm-hmm. That's right. I, I helped them do this. I designed this. I did that. And it's like, well, I kind of used a template, actually. All I did was tweak it a little bit. Did I really do that much? Mm-hmm. So there's a tendency to lean more towards, well, what we did. Yes, and this is what did. our clients experienced. Right. And let me, let me share their story with you. Well, now it's right. no longer about pride of self. It's pride of that's what they got out of it. And, mm-hmm. and I, think, I think if more people took that in, in mind, even during their own self-promotion, which has to happen. Like you said, if you don't promote yourself, nobody's going to know what you can do. That's but right. if, I think if more people took that, that posture, it'd be easier for people to drop their wall. Yeah, you're right. No matter, no matter, no matter whether you, if, no matter if you're in sales and consulting coach, it doesn't matter no. what, but if you're, and that's just, I, I guess it's just the human element of wanting to connect. If, yeah. if that makes sense. Oh no, 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 definitely. Definitely. You say something, I'm going to come over and say, Hey, and I don't just to connect with you. I did X, Y, and Z. And look, we're this, we did the same thing. It's, it's a part of being human. I, I um, wish, I really wish more people would get that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so when you're looking at motivational factors moving from, from your day into another person's day, what do you see? And, and what is it that you see are the challenges that they're facing when it becomes, what are your motivations? Why are, what's your why? Why is this going down? Translating, that's, that's a great question. And I, I can, off the top of my head, the, the one thing I see is being able to translate my personal motivation into work, right? So it's these challenges of, you know, yes, I want to get up and I want to do things that's going to, you know, strengthen my legacy, you know, for my kids and family. And, but what does that look like when I get to work? You know, is that in the form of, I want to be promoted, right? Or is that a form of doing interesting work? That's a, that's a, you know, that's a concept, you know, or is it having job security so that I can continuously get this paycheck that allows for me to invest in other modalities, right? So it's, it's like the translation is tricky and that's the part that I see a lot of struggle in where it comes to, you know, how do I, how do I, how do I do this for the right things? How do I be, you know, you know, stand by my values? How do I, you know, not lose myself in this rat race to translate my personal motivations into what I need to accomplish personally and how professionally, sorry and how that's gonna motivate me, if that makes any sense. It makes absolute sense. And one of the things that I keep wondering is how do we get, how do we get corporations to get their own employees out of the mentality of this is a rat race, because at the end of that race, you're still a rat. Right. And if, if that's what your employees are thinking, then your, your initial why, your initial yeah. why up on top, might need to shift a little bit. Right. One of the things that I did with our interns, because we're rebranding Oasis, is I said, we're going to create a new mission statement. And I walked them through the whole thing. Took us three weeks, which by any stretch is absolutely fast. Mm -hmm. Because I know guys that take a year. Yeah. Because it takes time. You have to, you know, the culture and everything around it, et cetera, et cetera. When we got to the back end of it, I I, said, so so we're good with this. They went, yeah, yeah, we're good. We're good. Okay. I want your honest opinion. Does this exactly reflect what you guys feel we are as, as far as the partners are concerned? Because the LLC is three managing members. Mm-hmm. And the one that, I, that I've now learned to count on coming out the most honest, mm-hmm. she's our social media manager. She came out and she said, I don't know, you guys are just fun. <laughs> See, and, yeah. and I said, and does this emission statement reflect that? And she goes, mm-hmm. 
not really. <laughs> Thank you for your honest input. I appreciate it. But at the same time, according to the, the, the goals and the objectives that we're going to be accomplishing for the company, we're more of, a, of an AI tech company for marketing. Mm-hmm. So as much as we may be internally fun, we're going to have to, obviously that's going to have to be rewritten sometime down the line, but that culture hasn't established itself. I mean, again, we just incorporated this year. So there's nothing really, there's nothing really wildly creative yet, yeah. but at the same time, it's like, well, you guys understand how we are and you understand how we, we want to be. Yeah. Does it now, does it fit what you're expecting yes. with regards to what your goals are in your, your little world? That's right. I think, and I think that's, that is onus put back onto the, the individual, right? I think that we're really shifting and we've been shifting for some time into this culture of as a, as a company, what can you do for me? Right. Right. You know, I have what I believe in. I I know who I want to work for and I know where I want to live my time. It's almost, it's almost that empowerment, you know, of the candidate that's coming back and saying, you know what? Yeah, that's your mission. Those are your values. That's great. Doesn't align to, you know, where I'm trying to go in my life. So thank you, but no, thank you. Yeah. Um, and as a, a current employee, you can do that as well. You know, you can, you know, stand up and say, hey, listen, this is not, let's think about this a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, and you don't have to have a degree in marketing. You don't have to have. No, you just need to have a solid idea of who you are. That. I think that just comes back to knowing that's you. Right. Uh, what's that old, what's that old phrase? Know thyself. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it takes a lot of work. And it's, it's funny. I was just having a conversation. <laughs> There, you it's, just, it's a it, lifelong I, I, struggle. I was, was going to say, I, I hope you realize just how much of an understatement that is. <laughs> you know, it's, it is hard work. You know, that's what you, we talked about it earlier. You know, you bring in your coaches, you bring in your therapists, right? And I'm, I'm not afraid to say I have both, you know, and you, I, you bring it in and you work through that. And through that, you're able to, you know, really get away from the junk and the gunk yeah. that's mucking up something that should be very simple of what do you want? What do you want to do? Who do, you, who do you want to be? You know, like, who, what are your values? What do you want to kind of ground yourself in? Yep. And does your life align to that? Yep. It, it comes, it really comes down to if you understand who you are. Correct. And what your values are. Interestingly enough, the positions or the opportunities that you yeah. most align with, your mind will already be looking for. It was an old, it was an old, one of my professors years ago said you know your brain is ever active mm-hmm. you just need to give it something to do mm-hmm. and then he looks up and he goes so on your way home mercedes-benz and everybody looked at him and went oh we recognize the car name why did you say that he goes count how many you see on the way home That's everybody right. came back the next night ranting and raving about <laughs> mercedes-benz they saw the road. and he goes and how many hondas did you see and everybody went i don't remember seeing any he goes because your mind was looking for what it was told to look for. That's right. So what exactly. are you telling your head to look for? That's right. I, I, and I, I'm, I'm glad to hear that that shift is happening because in my days, there yeah. was no Mercedes Benz. There was, there's a computer or there's your, there's your work. Go do it. Enjoy. Have fun. Yeah. And yeah. Have, have, have fun sinking or swimming. Correct. You know, this, and, these are the days of seventies and eighties, of course. Yeah. But we, we, but the, there is a huge shift in another direction of companies understanding that your talent is just not dollars. <laughs> you know, your, your talent is really what's going to make and break you. 
you know, they're the interface. Because it was a huge shift at, at one point in time to kind of look at the customer experience, customer experience, customer experience. Yeah, customer everybody's experience, in the right? customer's always right. And that was the customer's biggest farce right. that every, that is a false, by the that, way. That, 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 that came is. That came out of a one one person talking about a situation and they, they took the sound bite. It's, that's not always correct. No, it's not. <laughs> No, it's not. And then, and then on the flip side, someone along the way said, wait a minute, I'm the employee. Why do I care? Yeah. You know, y'all get, y'all, y'all been doing everything possible as an organ, as a company to, to, you know, satisfy your customers. However, I'm burnt out. I am low pay. There's no promotional, you know, opportunities. You know, I hate my manager. Yeah. You know, so, so what are you doing? My manager hates me and has it in My manager hates me. I hate (laughs) You know, so it's, it's, but it's, it's that shift that's taking place. And to go back and kind of to the motivational factor, you're absolutely right. The times are, are really changing. So when I used to conduct motivational, motivational factors with my, mm-hmm. my people, mm-hmm. uh, my direct reports, I used to do it on a quarterly basis. Mm-hmm. Because another thing, again, this is even before I did IO, right? Yep, yep. This was one of those things where I was like, okay, from a people perspective, people change. Yep. Situations, they're constantly, as you said, you're always taking data in. Yep. One time I, I did the motivational factor of one quarter and the biggest thing was job security, yeah. you know, because, you know, th- these things were happening in the economy. People were worried about their jobs. And I'm like, if I went off of just that mm-hmm. as, as the common theme amongst mm-hmm. my people around motivational mm-hmm. factor, then I would have been thrown yep. all over the place. It's basic yep. data analytics. All day. Right? Yep. Yep. You do it quarterly. You start truly seeing what people care about. And it's a, it's a quick stack rank. It's like 10 motivational factors and they're very basic, you know, mm. either it's, you know, interesting work, you know, m- career development or money as promotion, money, interesting work, job security, yeah. you know, a, a pl- the, your surroundings. Uh, and, and I'll your want those 10 so I can put them up on the comments so people have something to look at. I sure will send you. Yeah, them. I will. Def- <laughs> yeah, we'll probably end up using it on our next survey as well because we just did one with the interns just to see how they're doing. Absolutely. I, yeah. I, and, it, and it tells you so much about the people you work, you work, that work for you. Yeah. And they, and they care. That shows that you care, you know? Well, um, and, so, and, it, and it'll show you how much they care. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's, 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 I will definitely make sure I send that over to you, but, but yeah, it's definitely a tool that I have used that was very benefic- beneficial in me managing so, um, people. So here comes the fun one. What are the red flags that somebody in a corporate structure can see when you're looking at some, when you're looking at it from your standpoint or what you're trying to do as far as leadership and things like that? What are the red flags that they, that are at least noticeable enough that they might need to make some changes? Oh gosh. Yeah. I mean, I know there's some that are huge freaking banners and then there's the little yeah. ones. And I, I, I tend to think the little ones are the ones that are most deadly because yeah. it starts a chain reaction. The huge ones, of course, you know, is increased sick days and, yeah. and you know, people call it out. You know, that's, that's huge. Red flag. Right? I got two weeks. I'll be back. Ciao. <laughs> like, bye. <laughs> you know, they're just not working. You know, it's, yeah. and then a lot of companies look at productivity as one, but that's not as red flag, but as something to manage whether or not there is a red flag. And that's mm-hmm. completely wrong. I would, I would think about the things that you're constantly seeing. You don't know what you don't know. And if you're not, Doing, conducting some sort of research, not survey, because right. a lot of survey fatigue. Oh, yeah. But, you know, but if you're not doing some sort of way of, of collecting data from your people, yeah. um, you're not going to even be able to kind of notice those small red flags. Yeah. But sometimes it's, it's and this is the crazy part, it, it's, 
it may be that you have a department that has nothing but great scores. Yeah. Like, it seems like nothing's wrong. That's my first red. That's a big red flag to me. You know, it's all something's all. It's perfect. It's great. My managers are there. You know, they they gave my needs. They satisfied me. I'm fulfilled. Like it's always always great because that's a that's a red flag for me to kind of do a little bit of a deeper dive in. Yeah. Saying, are we dealing with intimidation? Are we dealing with retaliation? How are the managers actually leveraging data? Because data is data. Yeah. You know, no matter how you look at it, it's just data. Yep. It's what you choose, what story you choose to tell with that data, you know, what questions you're choosing to answer and how you're approaching, yeah. managing, quote unquote, the data yeah. is, is critical. So surprisingly, the people that the, the leaders, not all leaders, I'm not saying that, but I, I do believe that all leaders have flaws within their organization oh, that yeah. people who feel as though they have a, a, a level of psychological safety can speak about. Yeah. You, you know, but if you have organizations where people are screaming silently or yeah. passive aggressively yeah. um, or there's a disconnect of, you know, you do your annual survey and a lot of companies are going to quarterly, but then you have like these like mini pulse surveys and there's a disconnect between the mini uh, pulse and there you the go. placement department and your annual. You're like, wait, something, something, something's wrong. Something's amiss. Something's yeah. Not, 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 not shaking out. Right. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, I can see that too. There's, there's, when you when you have these minis where all of a sudden somebody lets something slip, especially yeah. if you especially if you give them the term, these are not shared with your managers. There you go. That's you'll fun. you'll see a disconnect if there is one for sure. Absolutely. Um, and, and even Absolutely. then, and even then, so if if that organization has been running right, that manager will have no problem with those minis. And they'll be just like, hey, just be honest on it, because there may be some feedback for me. I'm I'm trying to make sure that this is good for you. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. hundred percent. And I, I feel like the, the, if, if you don't ask, now you, now you can go out. It was, it was so funny. I was talking to one of my colleagues about this and you have your organization that never asks and you yeah. have your organization that always asks for everything. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? And so I, where's the happy them, middle I, on this? I just, I, it just doesn't seem to happen. <laughs> no, because then you have the ones that, la that scream the loudest, like, you didn't ask me about the pink color of the building. <laughs> <laughs> we said fuchsia, like, you didn't say anything. So we went yeah. fuchsia. <laughs> <laughs> it's a spiritual color, it's spiritual. Yes, yes. So we, we, you have those companies that are, are trying to balance. And I'm going to be honest, here's a secret to it. <laughs> no one no one can get it right nope. I, I, there is no company out there that just like we got the perfect way of you know conducting research methods and getting all of our ten thousand employees on board and it's great you know it, it really is a nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine. that last one that you missed <laughs> <laughs> telling you I'm telling you one yeah. one apple one apple now that all makes sense though so when you're looking at I need to check something here. Holy cow, we're already there. <laughs> we're at time. We're already there. Um, oh, I'm having too much fun. We're going to take one more short break. We're going to wrap this up. Okay. And the last thing we'll, we'll get into is how, how poor leadership can actually impact corporate culture. So we'll, we'll just take a short break. Guys, we'll be right back. Give us 30 seconds. And we'll come back with Chanel Winslow. And we're back. I'm a bit frustrated because we're already at an hour mark and I have so many more questions. 
we've been talking about how leadership and corporate culture and how to be able to keep things in mind and keep things in flow. When you have somebody that has poor leadership, how does that impact the corporate culture? What are some of the red flags you can see there? Oh gosh. So you have a, other than the obvious, we, we already know about the job dissatisfaction, that kind of stuff. But what are some of the other things that are not so obvious that would, that would denote that? Um, great question. I would say that you have the folks that will stay, you know, will, will say everything's great and, and be afraid to, to speak up, right? You have the folks that are clamoring for a way of, of receiving feedback, mm -hmm. but then when you give them feedback, they don't know how to receive it. And they're not used to it. Yeah. You know, you have folks that they're silently looking for new jobs, but not within the organization. And that still happens a lot. Has, like, I'm, not, I'm not clear why people just still do that. I mean, if you're that dissatisfied, why haven't you said something? Unless you did, nothing happened. Obviously, obviously there's, there's that yeah, too. Yeah, you have... And, and that's a great, that's a great question. You know, people speak up and, and when nothing happens and there's no action taken or they feel as though the person that is at the top or leading the charge is, you know, almost too big to fail. Yeah. You know, they look for other opportunities and not, and, and sadly to say, it's a reflection because, you know, of course, you know, people don't leave, you know, companies, they leave managers. And right. it's like, if I look for a role with inside, of the organization, it may be a situation that that I'm <clears throat> retaliation, or if we're not having these conversations as managers with our people and about what their true career development is and what they want to do, and managers can't come to grips with the fact that this person is not going to be with me for ten years. Mm -hmm. How do I get them from point A to point B into their next step? Then that conversation is not going to take place. So, you know, employees feel like. Either I leave the company or I, or I stay here because if I don't get this job over here in this department, there may be retaliation. Yeah. It's going to make my life even worse. I can tell you that happens a lot in hospitality. Mm. Personal experience, both as a frontline and as a manager. Yeah. And it's, it's unfortunate <clears throat> because honestly, that organization is all about taking care of people. Yeah. But it overly focuses on the guests experience and the inside the clicks and everything that else that, that they still exist. I was, I was just with, <clears throat> I was just with one recently where it was quite clear people in the department don't leave. They've been there for a long time and the new guys, if you don't fit into that click, yeah. you don't, you don't, you don't stay long. Correct. No. And, yeah. but other departments, and other departments have turnover like you couldn't believe it. I mean, it's just in and out, in and out, in and out. It's like a revolving door. You, you tend to wonder, okay, the, the leadership in senior and C-level, which is the corporation side, they're, a, they're aware of that, <clears throat> but to my knowledge, have still not addressed it. Not in the manner that we've been talking about. Yeah, but what do they place value in? Yeah, right? back to that, you know, it really does. And if this was a true value to the employee, you know, then this, this, something would have been done about it. 
And I, and, and I feel as though from a people manager's perspective, leadership perspective, however you want to look at it, you know, when you combine fear with control, yeah, um, it's a recipe for disaster. I, and, and unfortunately, and guys, again, I'm not making a blanket statement. It's one place that I was. No, it's one. Right. And right. it does, and it, it may not be corporate wide. <clears throat> I'm just saying that, that in my experience, having been with three different hospitality companies over my career, pretty rampant, yeah. pretty often. And, and it's, I'm glad to hear that things are shifting because two of those careers were quite a while ago. It's nice to see that people are starting to, to come to terms with the fact that there has to be a different way of looking at things and changing the organization to fit better. Okay. And I, th I think for the most part, as that shift occurs, those who cannot change, mm -hmm. thankfully are close to retirement mm -hmm. or, or will not change either or because yeah. it's, it's more That's of a choice. Right. That's right. The ones that are not close to retirement <clears throat> seem to be, and, and this is, again, this is just from what I've heard they seem to be just settling in. Mm -hmm. Like I'm here for the rest of the hall. Let's just finish the hall. Mm -hmm. And everybody, everybody else is kind of like, okay, how do we make this work? Right. I, right. I, I don't know if that's what you're seeing settlers, too, but those settlers can be detractors real quick. Oh, because they're all day. They're on that line. They're on yeah. that line, you know. And and it's it's a tilt. It's a tilt. And you know, if it we can also be a tilt. <laughs> be a tilt too. Either tilt. <laughs> Depending on where they're at on that career line, they could be tilting. Anyway. You're tilting. And, and, and so you got to pay attention to those as organ from an organizational perspective. You sure. can talk about organizational change all day long. Okay. So, <laughs> so. It's, not, it's not hard to do. I'm sure you have more stories to share with us. Unfortunately, we are, we are, we are at that mark. So I want to thank you for coming and hanging out and having a chat and sharing some of your insights, your stories and your expertise is definitely definitely something that I think anybody can learn from. But whether you're an entrepreneur or a business professional or intrapreneur, yeah. <laughs> um, but I think it applies, period, because we're, we're talking about the individual as it, as it applies to the organization. And as a leader, if you are a leader, I think it would behoove you to take a second look at what it is that's going on within your organization and, and be honest about it. I mean, Absolutely. if you, if you already are cool, great. You're on the path. You're in a good place. But if you haven't honestly taken a look, I can promise you the red flags will present themselves. It never fails. It, it does with us when we look at, at marketing departments, you know, mm -hmm. why isn't this turning out this revenue? Then you talk to the person that's running the ads and you realize that person believes they're the absolute God in that whole place. And it's just like, okay, this is what I see. And, and then one last thing, I know we have to go, but I want to leave your listeners with yeah. is, you know, as a, as an individual contributor, leadership role doesn't matter mm. just because, and I learned this, just because you're good at something doesn't mean you have to do it. Yeah. And so find the time to be passionate, you know, cause you can be, I, I, I ooze passion. Mm -hmm. So I, mm -hmm. yep. <laughs> I found it yep. um, and did that. I did that pivot and it was, it was hard, but it was, it's so rewarding. It's amazing to see how fearful people are of change. And yet when they get to that change, have you seen that thing where Will Smith talks about jumping out uh, skydiving the yes. first time? Yes. Yes. Classic example yes. of what fear actually does to you. Yes. It paralyzes you from taking the one thing that could be the most free feeling in your, in your world, in your life. It, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't serve you. Fear has never served anyone. Now fear 
Well, I hold on. Let me step back. Fear has never served anybody that was worried about what may come next when it comes to a, a career or things of that nature. Fear may have served them from stepping off the edge of a cliff without a, a, a parachute. That's, that's a right. good use of fear. That's great. That's but great. that's not what happens when you're talking about, am I going to make a career move that's really – if you've done the research and you've done the things that are necessary to, to really be honest with yourself, am I okay yeah. here or am I in needing a moving – if you're more worried about, am I going to find a position in the next place? You're worried about the wrong thing. Yeah. You have your worth. You have your gifts. You have your talents. You have your skill sets. Somebody needs them. That's right. It may not be in your town. Well, right. I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but there's a lot of people working from home these days. Absolutely. <laughs> Especially after Absolutely. what we just went through. There's a lot That's of right. people working. You can live freaking anywhere. That's right. guys that work here in the States that live in Thailand. Hello. <laughs> yep. Yep. You know, and they take, they take, they take calls all day long. Well, that's right. One of my friends only takes two calls a day, but that's a story. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's an anomaly. And I but love organizations are also, organizations are also getting up to speed with that. That's something we've been doing. You know, like you can work from home. You have the technology, you can work. Now organizations are starting to, you know, come around. They're saying, whoa, productivity is not impacted. Whoa, people are able to actually be happy. Whoa, this works for us. Look so, at yeah. that. Our P&L just went up because we don't have to pay six figures in rent anymore for a whole Look floor of that. cubicles. Yeah, it, 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 things, have, things have finally started shifting in the right direction. Technology is finally catching the rest of the, rest yeah. of the corporate world up. Um, long, again, much more stuff to talk about. We'll have to have you back. I hope you, hope, I hope you don't mm, mind. Absolutely. We'll, we'll figure out sometime again. Wanna, I already said thank you. I'll say thank you once more. And to all of you that are listening, oh, if somebody wants to find you, in case they could use your services, where could they find you? So I have Chanel at withinyourbrassconsulting.com. Love that. Chanel Love that. Winslow. Thank okay. you. Thank you. Those are the two. Those are the two places. Okay. And then I'm assuming, is there a website for that too? Yep. www.withinyourbrassconsulting.com. Sweet. So we'll make sure that that's down in the comments below, everybody. And as usual, you guys know, there's a subscribe button there. There's a bell button over there. Touch them both if you haven't subscribed because the bell tells you when we put up a new one. Great stuff just like this and, and many more to come, you guys. I've got all kinds of experts from different realms of entrepreneurship, inside, outside, consultants uh, like Chanel. And if you guys haven't heard Dave's, go, watch, go listen to Dave's. That was another great conversation. We always end the same. We love all of you. Thank you so much for being a subscriber. If you're listening on any of the podcast pod, uh, platforms, make sure you download it or subscribe. If you're on Anchor, you can support us by making a donation. You know, every little bit helps this little this little Java chat that we have every week. Stay up, stay safe, stay healthy, and live. From both of us to all of you, ciao for now. For more information on Java Chat, visit www.javachatpodcast.com. You've been listening to Coffee with Mike on Java Chat. Tune in weekly to this podcast for the next episode. You can also download or subscribe today on your favorite podcast platform. A production of Oasis Media Group, LLC. Located in Las Vegas, Nevada. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved.